Okay, welcome back everybody to Air Yards. This is a football podcast where we like to sit at the bar and talk about football and other things and life. It's fun, you know. I am your host, Brandon Kwok, here with my co-host, Ethan Lee. Hello there. And we are just so super excited for season two and the fact that the NFL is literally right around the corner. Games have started this weekend. Obviously, the preseason, they don't mean a whole lot, um, but it is our first real chance at the 2019 football season, kind of getting a glimpse of what that looks like. Yeah. So before we talk about football, though, let's talk about some other stuff. Um, I actually do have uh, one quick question. So my girlfriend actually, actually asked, uh, why do we say that it's like, a podcast for people who like to like talk at the bar with their friends. Is she like? She's asking, is that like a cultural thing? Like in America, do you guys like go to the bar or like why can't we go to? Why can't we do it at work? Why can't we go like somewhere else? Oh, okay. So I mean, you could do it wherever you want. I guess it sounds weird. No, I mean we just like talking about football, right? Yeah. So I guess a kind of a thing in America is if there's like a some sort of sporting event, some sort of big thing going on, you don't. Like you could have a party at your house or you could, you know, do it that way. But a lot of the time people just go to a bar because they likely have access to televisions and alcohol. And those two things are necessary when watching football. Yeah. No, I, um, I've been inclined to agree and like, it makes sense to me, but I just, maybe other people are wondering the same thing. I don't know. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like it's very much, you, you go to the bar, you sit down, you might not even know the guy sitting to your right, but he's wearing a Jersey of some team and you're just like, that's something to talk about yeah all right um so. life stuff that's always a good start uh how are you you sound hungover yeah dude it is it's been a rough rough weekend um <laughs> not a not rough like I, i've had a lot to drink and <laughs> I, I keep doing it i don't want to you wake up you're like i'm not gonna do that again and then 10 hours later you're like this is a great idea yeah, I mean, it's like summertime is kind of, you know, the main time to do it, I guess. It's not like inconvenient to kind of go anywhere, like there's no winter or anything like that. Oh, it's awesome. Except for the fact that my new place, I get so much fucking sun into these windows that I'm up at 7.30 in the morning regardless of what I want. Oh, if I want to, I can't sleep in. That's painful. That's uh, it, it's less really than optimal. bad. I need, I, need, I need to get some blackout curtains. Yeah, that's a to, good move. To match my blackout state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with you um no news really since we uh only spoke like what four nights ago um yeah just had a kind of fairly quiet weekend uh trying to think about anything on the horizon not really yeah it's just kind of dog days of summer you know waiting for football to come back all like you know the premier league started again this weekend so i've kind of would spend a lot of time watching that because it's just on the TV all the time in my house. But uh, other than that, nothing really kind of wild or exciting. Yeah, August is kind of a, a dead zone for a lot of entertainment. Like, there's nothing really going on in TV. Not no, not that many big movies coming out. Uh, sports is kind of at a lull. Obviously, EPL starting is big. But over in America, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. Yeah. So. No, even, like, I thought about going to the cinema this weekend and... Uh, there's even the uh, new Tarantino film isn't out in Ireland yet, so there was literally like kind of fuck all to go see that hasn't been out for already like six weeks. Yeah, so not not a great time, but that's why we're here to bring you quality football content. Yeah, you nothing better to do than to listen to us talk about uh football and other things. Yeah, that's true. So speaking of other things, um, oh, actually, I have a question. Where do you stand on books? Do you still read them? Do you like were they like just like kind of thing you had to get through in college? You've given up on it. Uh, I'd like I have not really read a book in a while, and I would like to get back into it. So even when I, I this might be a difference in the European and American education, you guys actually probably did all the reading you were supposed to do. Most of us uh, over here just found ways to do as minimal as possible. Yeah, I would say we did a lot of the same. Oh, like, okay. you know, for me, at least in law school, it'd be like, you know, read all this, and I would maybe like look up a case or two on Wikipedia, if even. Yeah, I found myself yeah, I mean, uh, writing... For all the cotton corners. Oh, yeah. found myself writing a lot of papers the night before, and that is the first time I have opened that book. Which is, it makes it really fun for, uh, you know, you have to pull like quotes or something. You just like turn oh, open yeah. to a random page and be like, all right, how do I, how do I base this around an essay? 
Not not a good strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been there, or I've just like made up the quote to like support my argument and just thrown in a kind of <laughs> random reference. Say like, oh, it's on page two seven two. Yeah, yeah. And just yeah. hope that they don't look. Yeah, I mean they're oh, not God. gonna. They have to do a correct like what a hundred papers. You'd be all right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. There's way. a college advice. There's an almost a new segment. Um, yeah, I only asked because I've been trying to kind of get into reading more because I used to do it all the time, and it's something that because we're so used to being on our phones. So even if I like watch a movie, I'm checking my phone now and again. I'm watching, you know, anything. You're also on your phone or doing like two other things. Whereas to read a book, you kind of have to pay attention and can't be like... It's like it's the you only check. thing you're doing. Yeah, so I've been trying to do that more and I've actually been put onto a pretty good book. It's probably... It's called The Book Thief. It's like... Oh, yeah. I've one of those like, modern... Yeah, modern classic. Like everyone's heard of it. Um, Real good. Would recommend. It's like uh, set in World War Two about this like little girl who like loves to read books and like as she lives in Germany during like the whole Nazi occupation thing. But it's narrated by death, so it's like kind of got like an interesting perspective on things. So, uh, yeah, I've heard, for... I've heard of it, but I've never actually read it. So that's good that it's getting good reviews then from someone I actually trust. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I thought I'd switch it up for a change and not just uh, jump into a TV show or whatever. Interesting tangent here. What do you? How do you feel about audiobooks? Um. I kind of find it hard to pay attention. Like, I feel like on an audiobook, I don't really have that many, like, long commutes or whatever. And I have a lot of podcasts I listen to, so I'd rather just wait and read a book if I'm actually like, kind of quite excited for it. See, I, I might you know, try be... another one because a lot of people are you know swear by audiobooks, but I'm not sure. I used to be the same way you were. I, I so on my older job, I had a fairly long commute, and so I would listen to audiobooks a lot. Um, you don't, I don't feel like you get the depth of what you're re- listening to because you're not actually because you're right, you're not paying attention to it as much. But you also can like read or listen to a lot more. Yeah. So. It's kind of like you almost have to pick. Like if it's going to be a thick book and you know you're going to have to pay attention, you're probably going to want to read it in person. If you, it's just kind of something you can breeze by, something light, then screw it. Listen to it on an audiobook and get two things done at once. Yeah, no, it probably depends on the kind of the story or whatever, like what kind of it is, you know, the type of book it is. But I might uh, give it a go sometime. Yeah. All right. All right. Football. We talk about some uh, real stuff? Yeah, yeah, probably. All right. The news. So, the main thing that happened uh, in the last, like, what, 72 hours or so, and I'm sure everyone's seen this, was uh, Antonio Brown has come out and threatened not to play because they made changes to the uh, helmets NFL players wear, and he just misses his old one, so he's kind of thrown the toys out of the pram, I guess. And it's just another kind of story in a saga of Antonio Brown just going off the rails and being, quite frankly, a fuckhead. You have to believe the Steelers are like, I don't even care that we only got a third round pick and a fifth round pick for him. Holy shit, we don't have to deal with it anymore. Oh yeah, they're laughing seeing this. Like This is just... I mean, like their team obscene. is suffering on... Oh, we talked about this last episode, but... Wow, it is just incredible how much media this guy just draws to him for nothing. Yeah, like one thing, him quitting on the kind of Steelers because of the dysfunction and stuff, that was like one thing. I didn't really care about that. But like, you know, this, the kind of the uh, cryo thing, like getting frostbite and now this, you know, you're a fucking professional at the end of the day. Like, I'm not going to go into work tomorrow and threaten to not do anything because. They changed my computer monitor, or they only have blue pens, and I like to write with black. Like, oh, if they change my computer monitor, if it's not better, I might actually have a hissy fit. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I'm the uh, I'm just the stickler for uh, putting the head down and doing work, but uh, I'm just he's only kind of tanking his own stock and his own brand and the kind of regard he's held in. Like, you know, even if you're a great player, blah blah. blah when you're this much of a distraction and this hard to like it only really goes one way for you i think yeah no i agree this is not going to go the way he wants it to 
Um, no, it's just a pre I have to believe they're going to find a solution before the season starts because you can't have him sit out. Like, the, the, the league survived without Le'Veon Bell, but having two prime players sit out back-to-back years and then you potentially have Zeke sitting out and Melvin Gordon sitting out. Like, there's just, like, this is such a small thing for the league to bend on. It's not contractual. Yeah. Or the, the, I'm sure yeah, they'll but, come up with a solution that fits their criteria. Yeah, although I did read that it's something that uh, even the NFLPA aren't going to back Bruin on because the helmets that are changed were done with the NFLPA to make them more safe. Okay, so maybe maybe this so, isn't going to get solved quickly. This might be a kind of like legitimate standoff because you know, if, if the players those aren't going to back you, then like what are you going to do? Huh. You know, the helmets were changed for safety, not for, you know, branding or to kind of make the logos bigger or anything like that. It's purely a safety mechanism, so you're kind of don't have much of a leg to stand on, I think. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Antonio Brown, everyone. Uh, all right. Well, other right. than that, uh, like I said earlier, preseason games have started, so we are starting to get some real live-action football against opposing teams um and i know we talked about not having injuries uh unfortunately we did jinx it a little bit lions receiver jermaine curse is going to be out for the year after doing a quite a number to his leg uh he's got oh, several shit. broken bones and a couple of torn ligaments i think it's down by his ankle so he's done for the year that's rough yeah um other than that no other notable injuries yet anyway so and first preseason game of the year, uh, Daniel Jones went six for six and a touchdown. He looked oh, like I the second that. coming of, well, fuck it, Tom Brady. I don't know. The guy looked incredible, <laughs> but it's, again, preseason game one, and I'm sure nobody's actually playing anybody important unless they're their first-round rookie, just to get them no, ex- surely not. experience time. Although I did see that the uh, Jaguars couldn't put up any points. Did, so, I didn't uh, see the game. Were they playing their starters? No, but... Wow, who cares? I don't think she could still get tanked 40 zip. No, probably not, but... I mean, we could get into them later. Uh, we've just There have been so many instances in the past where you'll see one team or one player put on an absolute show in the preseason, and then it means next yeah. to nothing when you get to the actual regular season. So, who... who it doesn't really matter all that much. That's fair. We talk about the uh, division? Sure. Let's do it. Okay, well, actually, speaking of the Jaguars, I guess we'll go, what, ascending order? So we'll go from then because they were the worst? Yeah, we can do that. So if you guys haven't figured it out, we're talking about the AFC South. Oh, yeah. Should have made that clear. Uh, let me see. The Jaguars, what did they do? They finally caught Bortles. Uh... And they replace him with Nick Foles, so we get to see uh, the Eagles' savior, Big Nick Nick, with his own kind of team. You know, he's at the helm. This isn't the first time we've seen that. Yeah, but we've kind of haven't seen it since. Well, I guess we kind of saw him at the end of the Eagles' run there last season as well. well. I mean, yeah, and I, and I get that this team is very different than the Rams team that he was playing for back in like 2010 or yeah. whenever it was, but still. This it's like if people are treating Nick Foles like it's like he's a totally different guy. Jeff Fisher was a terrible coach, and I get that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to get a different quarterback. Yeah, no, I agree, but I do think this is more one for the Eagles fans that were kind of clamoring for Foles to play uh, more last season after Super Bowl heroics. I'm not saying there were many, but there were definitely people that thought, oh, you know, Foles is, you know, the second coming, you know. If you thought Foles was the answer long-term over Carson Wentz, you are a terrible person, and you do not understand football. They exist. I, I know, and they're Eagles fans, and we've been over this. Eagles fans are idiots. Enough already. Uh, yeah, yeah, look, call a spade a spade. Um, so what else? They've added, uh, they've given him some weapons. They've got him trail prior. That's not a weapon. <laughs> they, so that, that's the other problem, is that they literally have Leonard Fournette, who is perpetually injured, and just a bunch of receivers that no one has heard of or has done anything. So, 
I'm not really sure what the plan is here for for Nick Foles. It's like it's not like you could give maybe Pat Mahomes or Tom Brady the same receivers, and I think they would both play a lot better because they're better quarterbacks. Oh, for I don't sure. Think Nick, Foles, Nick Foles isn't good enough to raise the level of that offense with the dearth of skill position players that they have. No, Nick so Foles isn't is going to make anyone a lot of money. Right. So uh, I, 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 I mean, they're going to have to ride the defense and hope things work out. Otherwise, this is going to be another shit season. Yeah, I just I don't have much faith. Again, the defense kind of almost fell off a bit last year from, you know, what we came to expect, and then when the offense couldn't compensate for that, you just had a shit show. Really, they they kind of offered nothing in most games. So uh, I wouldn't have much hope, Jacksonville fans. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a weird division almost because I feel like. In my opinion, there's kind of two teams that are hopeless or, you know, just really bad. And the other two actually have a chance good. to be quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... But it... Yeah. I, yeah I mean, I, I don't know. I just... I could see, and we'll get to this, I could see Tennessee. I don't think they're as bad as people think they are, but... They, I think listless is kind of that. That was the right yeah. way you said. They just these Jags and Tennessee just don't feel like they know what they're doing. Yeah. So do you have a record for the Jags? I was gonna go six and ten. I think Nick Foles is enough. They just need to do. They need to get him help. They've done work I... on that offensive line. The defense is still gonna be very good, and I think more than anything, they, that. Win total could go up if the defense keeps things close, but I just if they are down in the fourth quarter, I don't know what they're going to do to move the ball down the field. Yeah, I actually went lower. I went four twelve. Okay. Um, I just think I think they won like five games last year. I think they had you know, like went over the Pats and just some weird shit before they really kind of fell off the wagon. So I just I don't see them even getting that far this year. I think the other teams in their division are just better than them, kind of straight out. Yeah, I agree. Well, I don't know. Maybe not agree. I, I've got I've got takes. Oh, okay. Well, uh, will we move on? I'm assuming they're about the uh, listless Titans. Yeah, I, th- I think they are the worst team in this division, honestly. I think the Jags underperformed. They overperformed in 2017, underperformed in 2018. I think the Titans have un- overperformed. Um, and you, I don't know. They're, I just, I, they feel like they don't have an identity as a team. Yeah, I can totally be sold on the Titans being the worst. I think that if Mariota doesn't have a good year, I think that's probably the end of him as a starter because... Even if you want to try and get hopeful about him, he's never healthy, and when he is, he just doesn't really kind of give you the goods. It they've they kind of cut Blaine Gabbert and got Ryan Tannehill, who was also, you know, injured like kind of fairly often, and I you know maybe that's some kind of insurance policy. I don't see it. You know, they gave Cameron Wake a three-year, twenty-three million dollar deal. Like, who's excited to watch the Titans? I don't think anybody is, and I again, I don't think that they're that much worse. Like I think they are a five and eleven team. So, spoiling my record prediction, but I think they're just like a step below. Even yeah, I actually five and eleven as well. I think there's a step above, but I you know I wouldn't be surprised if the two of them are interchangeable because. I mean, do they, they have Derek Henry and I guess AJ Brown might be exciting to watch, maybe. But just I, they they draft like so. Derek Henry has gotten better, but I also he's he's in a contract year. Surprisingly, I didn't realize he's been in the league that long. And they they might ride him out. It might not work. Um, we've seen Corey Davis be kind of a bust. And then they bring in AJ Brown, and it's like I don't think that that's really the solution. Either, I forgot that because Marcus Mariota is not a good quarterback. Yeah, I even forgot about Corey Davis, but he's been very disappointing so far as well, considering where he was drafted. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like it just it feels like they haven't hit on their draft picks in like four or five years. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, where are 
they getting more than four or five wins. I don't see where it's coming from. I don't see them getting any kind of role. I see them maybe beating the teams that are like out and out worse than them and maybe stealing one or two against teams that are on their level or better. Like you, I think the Jags are like their best chance of getting wins, which says a lot. Yeah. So well, we've already gone through record predictions with these guys. I don't yeah, think we need I, to they're similar to longer. the uh, they're, they're Bengals in uh, my view. I just uh, don't want to know. So okay, we'll move on. Uh, coming in next, uh, got Houston, and I don't know if I'd call them the most exciting team in this division. I think Indianapolis does take that one, but. Uh. I don't know that I agree. I think they have the most potential to make waves, I think. Like, people I saw are for some reason sleeping on the Texans. I really I would be inclined to agree. I think they are actually the most exciting team. I just had a look through, even you know, even like on offense, okay, you've got Deshaun Watson, obviously, electric quarterback, fantastic to watch. If his line can give him any kind of help, he is, you know, a superstar quarterback kind of in the making, I feel like. Then... Well, he's already a superstar. There's the. <laughs> I don't think that's. That's just unbelievable. That changes the complexion of everything. Yeah, but I, I don't know if we've really seen the levels or kind of consistently to see that we need to. But I don't think it's its fault. I think it's because a lot of the time he spends kind of rolling trying not to get his ass kicked because the Texans O line's pretty weak. Right. And they they tried to address it this offseason. They signed Matt Khalil, which was he's terrible. Uh, their first round pick has been <laughs> kind of getting pushed around a little bit. Um, it's really it's yeah, it's Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins because Will Fuller can't stay healthy. Yeah, uh, he can't, which is a kind of a caveat because if he can. He, you know, opens up oh, that absolutely. offense. Kiki Kuti had a pretty good year last year, I think, from someone who just kind of came on the scene and had to, you know, provide an almost outlet for DeAndre Hopkins, you know, because he was getting so much of the attention after Fuller went down. And also picking up uh, Duke Johnson in that trade after they lost Lamar Miller, who was lost Lamar Miller. pretty atrocious that year. Oh, I thought he moved on. No, Lamar Miller's still there. Uh, they cut Dante Foreman. Ugh. Okay. So, well, Lamar Miller sucked last year, so I think Duke Johnson's an upgrade. Anyway. I don't think Lamar Miller. And I like sucks. that he can. I think he's just very. He, he's going to get you four point two yards a carry every time. Do nothing sensational, and you're just like, all right, we're going to move on. I don't think he was even that good. I think he was worse than that last year. I remember I had him in fantasy explicitly, and he was just. Well, he doesn't score a whole lot. A torture. So, yeah, wasn't impressed. Yeah. Um, defensively, they did lose Tyron Matthew, which is a bummer. Um, they did pick, I think they picked up Jaleel Adai to kind of cover for him. They did. So not a, it's Actually, he's not great, but he's like, I'd say he's around like league yeah, average. I think that's, you know, it's, if you're going to plug someone in, you could do worse. Um, yeah, he's been in the league a while. Um, they tagged Clooney. He hasn't reported to camp yet and he hasn't signed his tag, so we'll see how that works out. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, there's still a contract situation going on there. Um, But I mean, if they can get, you know, Clowney, Whitney Merciless, J.J. Watt, and everyone else in that line kind of settled, the defense is going to be back to being top five, top ten in the league. Yeah, I'm still a bit worried about their secondary, but I feel like it's also the kind of thing when you have other studs on your team in like four or five different positions you can't expect to like kind of be super solid everywhere like there has to be some kind of chink in the armor yeah no i agree so i wouldn't kind of get too hung up on that really they did bring in bradley roby to kind of i think for their secondary i think it's a case of they're gonna they've got a few guys and there's gonna for the first couple of weeks and even in preseason kind of just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, I can see that. Which is, you know, not ideal, but I think they have two or three guys that are they're good enough to kind of play at least on a kind of league average level so they can get through. 
What do you think uh, record-wise? So they went on a nine-game winning streak last year. It seemed like fake news to me. I'm going ten and six. Yeah, I have a nine and seven. I think in terms of record, they're going to regress a bit from last year. And also, I mean, their coaching has just been pretty fucking bad. But yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Bill O'Brien fan. But they're one of those teams that because of the kind of offensive weapons they have, especially that if they make the playoffs, they're one of those things you really don't want to see. Because if you catch them right, on a yeah. day that you know Hopkins is firing and you know Fuller's healthy, then you know that's a problem. So I think they have the kind of potential to go deep, but maybe a regular season might have a kind of couple of bumps in the road because of their coaching. Lose just a couple of games they shouldn't. Yeah, I agree with you. I it could it could go either way, but I think I think that's kind of a good landing point for them at that. Yeah, I mean, look, area. we're not worlds apart, so. No, so all right. You're saying these are the most exciting, guy, or or I'm saying the Colts are the most exciting. Yeah, you are. So uh, yeah, go on, talk to me. Um, well, I mean, it's because they've been they've been bad for so many or a couple of years now with the whole Andrew Luck situation. Um, they have a young team considerably, and I really do think like I think they're really much on the rise. Um, they've done a lot to improve the weapons around Andrew Luck. They've done a lot to improve that defense. And I think that this team is really kind of like in that top three of the AFC in terms of teams to beat. Interesting. I actually kind of felt like they maybe almost missed an opportunity to bolster their team. I feel like they didn't really do enough to improve the team they had. You know, now that they saw that Andrew Luck is able to play and, you know, can still produce at an exceptionally high level, I didn't, you know, they brought in, like, Devin Funches. Is that really what we're trying to do when we've got kind of Andrew Luck and players like the rookies? I can't remember who they, Quentin Nelson, you know, on their rookie kind of deal that this is the kind of shit you're doing? Devin Funches coming in as a number two receiver is not, I think that's a smart move. I think he's terrible. I think... Cam ate a lot of shit last year because Devin Funches kept dropping balls. I think he's, like, really abysmal. I mean, all, what it really does is it gives Andrew Luck a big body. But this, you look at the same thing. Look look what Eric Ebron did. He was garbage in Detroit, and then he shows up and catches, like, 14 touchdowns in Indy. I don't know. Maybe there's just something with that coaching staff where they can kind of rehabilitate Yeah, people. I mean, look, Frank Reich's proven he's a pretty fucking good coach. Yeah. So, you know, we've you, we know that. I just think that given they had all this kind of cap space and whatever, they could have maybe done a bit more to uh, assert themselves as you know the, maybe the best team in this division. And like you said, in the kind of top three or four of the AFC. So well, they have they've done a lot to address the running game. They actually ended up picking up Dante Foreman. Uh, Marlon Mack is looking yeah. really good. I think he like he's exactly what that team needs um offensively like wide receivers yeah they have ty hilton devin Funches, like a couple of no namers but that's that's all right eric ebron's fine uh jack doyle is fine like that offensive line is going to keep andrew luck clean so it really doesn't they just need somebody to get open yeah no i i think they're still gonna be good you don't get me wrong i they were so fun to root for last year after a rocky start they just became this extremely good and fun team but I just yeah. feel I'm just a bit disappointed. I think in their off season, and I think they could have done more. I think the only way they would have been able to do that is signing a defensive end or some sort of pass rusher to a crazy deal. And I don't think they wanted to do that because there wasn't they didn't have the leverage to get one of those guys from the other teams, or they just didn't see it working out that way. Yeah, no, I mean they obviously have their reasons. I just I still think they're the best team in the division. Don't get me wrong. I just, yeah. when I actually kind of looked through their roster and who they picked up, whatever, I just felt it was a bit kind of lacking, and maybe they might kind of suffer for that now this year. I don't know. Okay, I get, I can, I can see that. Yeah, so uh, I actually have them going eleven and five. I think I did too. Oh, good. Yeah, I just you know, I think they're more steady than the Texans. I think the Texans on offense have more kind of big game, you know, big play players. 
But with Andrew Luck, I think I know what I'm going to get. Week in, week out, if he can stay healthy, they're going to be in almost every game regardless. He's going to throw for 4,500 4, yards, probably 33 touchdowns and 12 picks. Like He's going to be good. He's going to put the team on his back, and he's going to make things happen. Yeah. Okay, Um. do we have a best addition and worst addition? Well, actually, it's worth, actually, while we're on the Colts, I also just want to say that I'm kind of wary of when they got to the playoffs last year and they just got fucking shellacked by the Chiefs, whose defense was pretty poor, as we all know, but they could really, you know, they struggled to put up any points on that team. Yeah, that's that wasn't good. But I think that team was also, because they're so young, like, I don't think they were yeah. ready for that. Yeah, I mean, they made the playoffs probably two years too early. You know, they were... Net, no one picked them to make the playoffs last year, and they kind of ended up being better than everyone thought, so they also have to keep that in mind. But it just... I don't really occur to me there that that was really kind of almost bizarre that they were looking at maybe like a kind of sneaky upset pick and then just ended up being, you know, useless. Sure. Uh, best? I'm actually going to go with uh, Bradley Roby. I... Th- like, I... They got him on a pretty cheap contract. I think it was like uh, $5 million a year or something like that. It's really cheap. And he's young. He's quick. He's gonna. Uh, he's helping to solidify the one area that Texans defense that is a pro- like could be considered a problem. And if that kind of shores up, then yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, if it works out for them, that is probably one of the best additions. I... Went you know, up and down the division. I wasn't that impressed with a lot of teams, so I actually went with Duke Johnson for the Texans. I just think that, you know, if Lamar Miller, who I know knows actually on the team, I thought he was gone. If he gets hurt, they'll need him. He can do more for them in that he's still pretty useful out of the backfield as well as running back. So it means that they can, you know, open up their offense that way. They can kind of do more with him. So it's just another weapon. So even if you know, Will Fuller gets his annual injury. They can, you know, line up Johnson on the outside. They can run him out of the backfield. There's they more have weapons there for what what's to play with. Yeah, they can, you know, he just gives them that extra element they might need. Okay, I can see that. So I think that's pretty good. Uh, worst addition, I had a tie here. I had uh, Devin Funches and Terrell Pryor. I just think they're both fucking awful and a waste of time. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit, bit of a shocker there. I'm gonna go with Nick Foles. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think it's mostly that it's just the amount of money that they paid him. Fair, very. And I get point. it. You have to pay to get your, you have to pay to get your quarterback. But it just, it feels like, again, with the uh, who, who, the the Ravens when we talked about they them bringing in Mark Ingram, it's just like you, you take a look at your roster. You're not you're not going to the Super Bowl this year. Like you're paying him win now money. And it's just almost like take a second tank for another year, go get one of the freshman quarterback or like the quarterbacks that are going to be coming out in the draft that are going to be crazy better than Nick Foles. Yeah. And a lot cheaper. Yeah. It's just right. Like tr- go get Trevor. For Lawrence. someone that they're going to want to get off in like a year, probably, you know, that they could even fucking bench this year. You know, that wouldn't shock me. It's it's a lot of money. Yeah, and the it's not like they're a very cash strapped team with all the money that they have going into their defense and the money they paid Nick Foles could have gone to Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, that's also a bit of a weird one where you're gonna fucking not pay Jalen Ramsey, who is an asshole, yes, but he's like you know He's the best player at his position. He's sick. Whereas Hands down. Nick you know oh Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Good point. Um it's just, yeah, stupid money when you know they're probably going to want to get off him in like a year or two. It's not good. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so that is our, our coverage of the AFC South. Some exciting teams and some not so exciting teams. Yeah. What we'll do next time, we'll do the uh, NFC North. That is uh, a far cry from this division in terms of competitive yes. play. And yes. It'll be a very, very different Exciting scene. players. That'll be a fun one. So uh, make sure you tune in for that. Um Shouts Kevin Blue for our uh, intro outro, BLU. Uh, we're at what? Yep. At Air Yards Podcast on Twitter, Air Yards Facebook, Air Yards on Instagram. I'm just saying. 
Let us know if you like the new sounds we've put in. We're going to try and, you know, play around with the edits a bit more, make it feel a bit more like an actual production rather than two guys in a room or across the Atlantic Ocean, one of the two. Uh, yeah, I'm at Ethan55 on Twitter. I'm at Chips and Quack. See you next time. See you.